everybody. It's Kate. And I'm Mr. A. And welcome to the Popcorn and Nacho Podcast. Where we talk all films you should see before you RIP. Each episode we'll be discussing two themed films. Some of which you may have already heard about and watched, and some of which you have never even seen. So this episode we're going to actually be discussing comedy films. The films you need to watch when you just want to laugh. Yeah. So my pick for uh, this episode of this week is a kind of a musical comedy. It's called Cannibal the Musical. Um, If you are a fan of South Park, you'll recognize uh, the names I'm going to say right now. So Cannibal the Musical was directed by Trey Parker, who is the creator of South Park with Matt Stone. Um, It was actually written by both him and Matt Stone. And when you're watching the movie, you can really tell the humor all throughout. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. If you're very used to or you like South Park, you're going to like this movie. <laughs> this pretty much is kind of like the precursor to that kind of South Park feel um, and the comedy. And I don't know how many of you know this, but they also wrote uh, The Book of Mormon, which is a, a, a musical comedy as well. And this is kind of like a precursor to that as well. Um, But we'll talk about that a little bit later. So the story of Cannibal the Musical is actually loosely based on the story of a man named Alfred Packer, um, who was known as the Colorado Cannibal. So if you don't know the history, which I actually didn't really know anything about him. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, until I watched this movie. (laughs) So um, he and his group were attempting to travel from Utah to Colorado through the San Juan Mountains, and he ended up being the only person out of his party that actually made it to Colorado. And I guess everybody was kind of asking questions about what had happened uh, to the rest of his party. And at first he stated that they actually abandoned him, but what they later found out was that um, he and his party ended up resorting to cannibalism in order to survive the winter. They got lost. <laughs> survive. <laughs> to survive the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would actually change his story a few times throughout the years, kind of first indicating that they did it to survive. Then he kind of changed it to, well, there was one person in their party that ended up start, uh, ended up killing people and then wanting to eat them to survive. Um, so we don't really know what the true story is. Uh-huh. But that's what this musical is about and all throughout uh hilarious and very very poor taste music and cheese (laughs) yes (laughs) so uh alfred packer is played by trey parker and he pretty much is with five uh, miners and they're on their way to breckenridge colorado which was it's a town in colorado and they had found like a huge like gold deposit and so everybody wanted to kind of get out there so he's joined by a Mormon priest, a butcher, um, a young man who wants to just find a woman to like marry, um, a guy who is just an absolute optimist, like the sky is always blue, he's extremely positive. And then there's a character who is just kind of a reluctant minor who's forced to go by his father, and that's actually played by Matt Stone. So both Trey Parker and Matt Stone are in the film. What's interesting about this film is that they never intended to make it a movie. They made it as a three-minute trailer for their film class. They both were students at the University of Colorado, but the trailer got so much attention that they decided that they would go ahead and make a full-length film. I mean, hey, if it it sticks, then, you know, just go with it. Yeah. 
And the original title of the film was actually Alfred Packer, the musical that was released in 1993. And it really only played in Colorado and it, it didn't get like um, released throughout the United States. In fact, it really didn't see a release. Do you know, I wanna, do you have any guesses why they'd only released it in Colorado and no, nowhere else? My guess would be because like, I don't even know who Alfred Packer is and I guess he I guess uh, people in Colorado right. they know who he is yeah because he was known as the Colorado cannibal I remember right that, yeah. right so I guess it would make sense that they would play in Colorado so they more people would know about it plus they went to the University of Colorado and so they played it at the cinema near their school so I think it was more like a local <clears throat> thing uh, but in 1996 uh, an entertainment a company named Troma actually renamed it so they bought the rights and then they renamed it cannibal the musical because as we're kind of talking like they were afraid that a lot of people didn't know who the hell alfred packer was and so i mean think about it are people gonna go see alfred packer the musical are you gonna go see are you gonna are you gonna watch a musical about a person you have never even heard about or care about in your life right exactly (laughs) or you're gonna watch cannibal the musical cannibal the musical you know you're gonna watch that so again, like I said, if you're if you're a South Park fan or you've seen the Book of Mormon, um, which was written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, um, and also was written by um, Robert Lopez, he did the music. So funny side note about Robert Lopez, he actually is the gentleman that wrote the music to Frozen, Frozen Two, and Coco. So I'm I like, not a huge Frozen uh, fan, but I love Coco. I like one out of those three yeah, options. <laughs> so <laughs> the the story is really just about <laughs> the adventure that they go on. Um, and Alfred Packer actually being on trial. So it kind of goes, it kind of pays homage to the old Rogers and Hammerstein musicals, uh, but it, you know, of course it's making fun of them. Um, so their opening scene or the opening musical number is called Spadoingle. <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> you can say that right. A Spadoingle day, which is, very kind of you know kind of making fun of like Oklahoma I don't know if anyone if you've ever seen Oklahoma but the opening scene in Oklahoma the song is oh what a beautiful morning so this is definitely kind of uh, making fun of that and and he's singing as he's riding on his horse and it, it it's it's a catchy tune so it's very much like you know the Book of Mormon um, a lot of those songs in that musical are very very catchy and they're very catchy here in Cannibal the Musical, whether you want them to be catchy or not. Um, another one that uh, is just absolutely hilarious is That's All I'm Asking For. Um, it's a really funny song in which um, each of the miners is really kind of talking about the reasons why they're going on this trip with Packer. Um, and they all kind of end it with this, that's all I'm asking for. And like, I sing that song to my family when I'm talking and it's just kind of stupid. Um, and then another song that's in here is Let's Build a Snowman, which comes... And again, I cannot stress this enough. In this song and throughout the entire movie, you can really feel South Park's, like, humor in this. Because in Let's Build a Snowman, there is an unexpected death that happens. I won't say who dies in the song, but, like, the way they treat it and the way it's brought... It's like, oh my god. So it's, it's, it's brought up at a completely inappropriate time, which as Mr. A is saying, like, it just, it's very much South Park. It's very much that sense of humor. It's silliness, it's stupidness. So on this adventure, they meet quite a few different people. Um, They meet some fur trappers that essentially want to steal Packer's horse. Uh, They meet Indians. So (laughs) if you watch South Park, you kind of understand and know that 
this this is not a PC film, okay? It's it's going to be racially insensitive. It's it's just uh, if you're used to South Park, you'll like the yeah, film. It is. Um, if you really hate South Park, I don't know if I'd recommend you watching this. South movie. Park as a show is very much like it's a humor that's only for a very few select group. Like it's a very choir taste for some people. Yes. Yes. But like, if you like that humor, yeah, you're gonna have a ball with this. Film. Yeah, you're gonna love it. But I still recommend you watch it because I do think that some of the songs, whether you like it or not, they'll be a little bit catchy. Um, but they they make fun of everyone and everything. That's kind of what Trey Parker and Matt Stone are kind of known for, and that's what's happening in this musical. So like, they meet these uh, Indians, and these Indians are, are really not Indians. They're actually played by I think what's Japanese. Yes. Japanese people. <laughs> um, and it's it's just it's just interesting and it's just funny it's just funny and that's pretty much what the what the movie is so uh, the main reason why um, I recommend this movie is because it's it's just hilarious the, and it's the, like it just all over the place with the humor because there's like yeah. gross out humor there's shock value humor there's dark humor there's like there's still the occasional poop joke humor it's like it, yeah, some of the, like, all the comedy is just, like, goes to all sorts of different types. Yeah, yeah. It's a black comedy, of course, because, I mean, we're talking about cannibalism, and it's a musical. And it's just, it's just silly. And all of the characters, they work really well together. Now, granted, their performances are not the greatest. They're not the greatest actors. Although I'd argue that's kind of the point of the movie. Right, yeah. It's, I think that's what actually kind of lends to it being funny is the terrible acting uh the scenes are not shot the greatest you know it, these guys just were making a film out of college again this was originally just a trailer for their you know right. school and it ended up becoming a movie so yeah yeah but it's just really really funny like i mean like laugh out loud crying there was one scene i remember mr a like just lost it no, like literally i I laughed for like I want to say like one minute, a minute and a half straight. <laughs> that like one of those scenes was that that funny to me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, to me, the point of a, a, a comedic film is it's to make you laugh, and this one really is funny um, if you give it a chance. And the songs are just so stupid that they're funny as well. Um, and I just think that uh, everyone should just take a look at it. So. Uh, those are the reasons I picked. If nothing else, if you don't like the humor, like I recommend it just because it's like it's such a like bizarre experience that you just need to, that needs to be seen to be believed. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's um, there's there's a few comedic musicals out there that are on film uh, that are kind of silly. You know, I'm thinking The Producers by Mel Brooks, and this is one that's just absolutely silly too. Maybe even more silly to a certain extent because of the content that it's dealing with, but. It definitely is something you should check out and you should see. One more thing. Give it a chance. And one more thing, like, when it ends, it, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. Like, it builds up to one certain thing, but then it just kind of, like, it flips it at the <laughs> yeah. very end in a very yeah. weird way. Yeah. So, yeah. I could see how you would pick this movie. So that well. was, that's my pick. Uh, so Cannibal the Musical, so. So my pick is, I think, a little bit more well-known than Cannibal the Musical. My pick is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and if you're... Uh, diehard Bill and Ted fan, you'll know that this is the second movie in the Bill and Ted series, sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which you guys really should watch. It's a really great movie. Very yeah, funny. I mean, we expect everyone here should have already seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because it's 
just one of the comedies that you you should see. You need to see. Yes. Um, so this movie it came out two years after Excellent Adventure, and it basically centers on Bill and Ted. Again, Bill being played by Alex Winter and Ted being played by who many of you know as uh, John Wick or Neo from The Matrix, Keanu Reeves, and them being murdered by two evil robot versions of themselves, created by this man named Chuck D. Nomolos. I hope I'm saying that right. Played by Joss Ackland, and. They they're they're in hell basically they're they're in hell and um, the way they escape is they get the help of probably the best character in the movie uh, the Grim Reaper or Death they also call him played by William Sadler and the rest of the movie is basically just Bill and Ted trying trying to stop the evil versions of themselves from both ruining their lives and taking over the world with their music so the main reason why I highly recommend this movie is because m- m- uh, most sequels that have come out like. I don't know if you've heard of Blues Brothers 2000, the sequel to Blues Brothers, and also Jaws 2 and all those other ones. They just kind of have a habit of doing the exact same thing except changing some things around. Yeah. Like, if you've ever seen Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, right. Influencer Bad, like, it's really just the same movie except in New York. They don't really do anything new with it. Right. But I appreciate that this movie just went all out in trying to be so, so different from the first movie. Yes. That I really do give it a lot of credit for that. And fun fact, it wasn't originally supposed to be about them dying. Um, the original story, Orion Pictures insisted, was that Bill and Ted should kidnap characters from famous books, which I gotta admit, oh. I'm actually very, very curious about seeing. Yeah, but that sounds like a, a copy of... Yeah, exactly. The that just sounds like a copy of Excellent Adventure. And they insisted, the directors insisted that they should try to make something different if they're gonna make a sequel out of it. So right. that idea was scrapped. And I'm honestly kind of glad because I didn't want just a repeat of Excellent Adventure. Like, if you're gonna give me another movie, at least do something different, you know? Um, another reason, again, like I said, William Sadler is just hilarious, and I'm sure Kate has a few words to say about that. Yeah, so I actually think, I think you said he is, he, you think he might be the best, he is the best thing about this <laughs> film. Um, William Sadler, we actually talked about him in our first episode, because um, he's actually in The Mist, one of the movies I recommended. Um, very, very, two very, very different movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bogus exactly. Journey and The Mist. <laughs> And he's also in Shawshank Redemption, and he's just a very versatile actor. So this is him doing comedy, and he is hilarious as death. I mean, he he just makes the movie, I think. And and the way they, because they have to get out of hell through the Grim Reaper, and the way they do it, they like play, <laughs> they challenge him to a game. And without giving too much away, the scene is just so like subverting your expectations, and the way that William Sadler acts through it is so hilarious <laughs> to watch. It's pretty much. Uh, I mean, we don't want to give any spoilers, but you know, it's pretty much like you playing games with a family member who is extremely competitive and he's a very uh, sore loser. Yeah, <laughs> he throws a temper tantrum whenever things don't go his way, <laughs> which is. I don't know if that's how you'd expect Death to act. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> strange and different. Also, on top of that, he has like this weird, like almost Swedish accent that he does. Yeah. So if you're, um, if you know like um, Bergman's films, like The Seventh Seal, he definitely, I think, is trying to kind of hearken to um, that Grim Reaper image or Death image. So it's almost kind of like a Swedish Grim Reaper. Right. Um, and he does a good job, actually. It's not a bad accent. Oh, it is not. It, it actually, I think, helps his delivery all the more. Yes, like, makes it even more hilarious. Some of the dumb lines he has to say in that accent is like just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Like his delivery on some of the lines are just perfect. Yeah, he's... like that monotoned voice that really 
he almost sounds like he's bored. Yes. <laughs> but it's like just the right amount where he like sounds both interested and not interested at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 hilarious. He, I think he's really what makes the film. Uh, Bill and Ted, of course, are just the same as they were in Excellent Adventure. Yeah, I think they they do great as always. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves in this movie, they still do Bill and Ted. They still do it great. They still have some really funny scenes. There's this one part where they're in hell and they have to confront their fears because um, they think that Satan is a very nice guy, which, spoiler alert, he's not. <laughs> Again, like, this movie is just, like, so all over the, all over the place. And um, they have to confront their fears, and, you know, Bill and Ted has this guy in the movie that wants them to go to military school, and they have to do push-ups <laughs> in front of him. Dude, I can't, I can't live through this. <laughs> and so they run away, and then Bill has a nightmare about kissing his grandma. <laughs> And then Ted has a nightmare about the Easter Bunny, and it's just, they're watching it like, why? (laughs) What am I watching right now? But, yeah, just those scenes like that is just what what helps make movies stand out. And another thing I really like, which kind of, I guess, goes with the whole, like, sequel being different, so much different than the first movie. But the fact that this movie does go so dark in its themes, I mean, Bill and Ted gets murdered in, like, the first 20 minutes of the film. So it already sets its kind of darker tone a little more right off the gap. The gate, sorry. Um, but if you watched Excellent Adventure, it's definitely more of a campy, lighthearted tone. Right. Like, there really is no darkness imagery. There's no images of death or devils and stuff like that. But this one definitely goes more all the way with its darker, campy ideas. And some of the imagery that they show in the movie is, like, it's kind of like... Uh, Best way I can describe it is, you ever see, if you've ever seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure, there's the part with Large Marge and the stop-motion oh, right. face. It's kind of right. like that amount of goofy creepiness a little bit. Like, it's it's slightly goofy, but it's also, like, very, very creepy. Yeah, maybe we could, like, equate it to, like, you're watching uh, A Tales from the Crypt, because those are kind of campy, uh, but creepy at the same time. Right, that's that's how, that's what, the, that's, the, that's, that's the impression I get from watching this film. And... Also, the story is just so, like, creatively unique. Like, I don't, like, I wouldn't, like, dream of making a Bill and Ted movie that focuses on robots being created to kill our main leads and take over the world with their music. Yeah, and then when you stop and think about, like, they go down to, I guess it's hell or purgatory. They don't really explain what it is, but my best guess it's hell because... It looks like hell. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, Face the Music came out, you know, this year, and uh, it does say that it's hell. So, okay. I yeah. mean, I call it hell, but... That sucks that they go to hell. But does. anyways, uh, and then, I mean, the, 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 the interaction between Bill and Ted and Death, it's just, again, so, so unexpected and just so different than I think anything we've ever seen Death uh, portrayed in in, in, a, in a lot of films, <laughs> in most films. Um, so I think that that lends kind of an interesting aspect to it. On top of that, um, the ending, as goofy as it is, because they do have their final showdown with the robot Bill and Ted and the villain Chuck D. Nomalos, uh, it's uh, very sudden because it's Bill and Ted, so they have to make it like a goofy ending, of course. It's not like a deep, deep film. Right. But... Also, it does feel like this is where it should end. Like this, is, it's one of those endings where it's like it feels like it's a perfect way to end the film. Like this is like just the right marks that they need to hit. It you know check marks all the um, boxes that it needs to in this film, in terms of all the plot points that needs right. to be wrapped up. So, yeah, I appreciate the ending a lot. So, so actually, we picked kind of two goofy, strange 
films. Yeah. And did did Bill and Bogus Journey did it do well when it came out? Or um, was it kind of a... it, it's a very mixed bag for a lot of people. Okay. Um, some people hate it. Some people love it. I'm seeing mostly love from people, but critics, it's um, oh, yeah, no. definitely more mixed. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the critics with Bill and Ted, okay? <laughs> yeah, critics are very yeah. Uh... Yeah, critics did not like that film, and critics absolutely hate Cannibal the Musical, which, you know, I, I get it. Uh, but that's not necessarily true of all of their films, because I think uh, Team America, which is another film, absolutely amazing film. But again, if you like South Park, you'll like Team America. If you don't like South Park, you're really not going to like Team America, because Team America goes like, oh my god. It goes um, really all the way with South Park. <laughs> yeah, but critics actually like that film, so. So, yeah, I highly recommend Bill and Ted's Book's Journey, because Great sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It goes all the way, much darker tone, uh, and just William Sadler. If nothing else, just watch William Sadler's Yeah, death. and um, if you haven't seen the first one, I think you're perfectly fine to watch Yeah, honestly, two. there isn't that much. I mean, the princesses do come back, but like honestly, I don't think you need to get it, because the movie does a good job of like telling you, okay, so I understand the kind of connection between the two, even if you haven't seen what they did in the first movie. Like, I get it. Right. So... Yeah, I agree with you. You don't really need to watch the first movie to see it. But if you have watched the first one, I think this makes it all the more fun to just watch Bill yes. and Ted. Yeah, so if you like dark comedy or black comedy, um, this one is a good one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the first one, that's much more lighthearted, like Mr. A said. So, Both of these films um, are actually available for rent uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, but Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is actually available on YouTube for free. Right now, because YouTube is actually releasing both Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey for free because of Bill and Ted Face the Music that is streaming right now. So, yeah, you can actually check both movies out if you would like. Yeah, mm -hmm. so they're both available for free on YouTube um, and then also available on Hulu with a premium subscription. You can also rent uh, The Bogus Journey on Google Play and Vudu as well. Cannibal the Musical is only available on Amazon Prime for rent. Like I said, it's just a film that not a lot of people know about. I hope one day that they make it a mainstream Broadway musical. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, just because they can have it be like that second one uh, following Book of Mormon. So. Yeah, I'd pay, I'd pay to watch a yeah, musical. I'd pay to, that. I would pay to see that. And I think a lot of people would pay to see a, a film like, or a, a musical like that. Something just a little bit different and a little bit outside Cause, the cause, box. Because you're kind of like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, you don't really see a lot of musicals like Cannibal anymore. Right. And I do feel like it needs to be more brought to attention because yeah. it is a great genre of musical. Yeah, I think that there's an audience for sure, you and me for sure, and hopefully other people who would be like, hey, you know, I want to go see Cannibal the Musical. That sounds actually really interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely, for sure. Highly, highly recommend that for you. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for listening to the Popcorn and Nacho podcast. And we'll be talking about more films you should see before you RIP.